Welcome to season two of the Testimony Service Podcast, brought to you by Engage. Engage is a brand I started at the end of last year to serve as a reminder for us to engage with God, to actually cultivate a personal relationship with Him, and then to engage others, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to those around us. And one of the ways we engage others is through our testimonies. So I'm excited to share Monica's testimony with you today. Here is episode one of season two, Eternal Perspective. Hi, my name is Monica. I'm from Carmel, Indiana. My story starts through my family, actually. Both my parents are from Egypt. They met a little later in life, late 20s, early 30s. And they used to be both lawyers in Egypt. They were the first in their family to um, reach that level of education. And they were both very, very strong in their faith. Both their families very strong in their faith. And when they met each other, they knew they were right for each other because of that, because their faith was so strong and they trusted God with everything they had. And that was evident in their life, 100%. My parents would always tell me the story of how I got to where I am today, of how we got to America and how you know I've had the life that I've had. My mom said they were just praying. They were praying for someone to give them an answer of how to go about the paperwork to, to figure out if they could come to America. And one day, um, my dad's friend came to him and told him, well, I'm going to fill the paperwork to go to America. So just might as well come with me and, and fill it out with me. Um, so this man pretty much took my dad and uh, filled out the paperwork with him and applied and my dad was the one that got the paperwork saying that my family can can come and his friend did not. I feel like it's such a God thing that God would send someone to go to my dad to fill out the paperwork. And, you know, that person wasn't even the one supposed to go. It was supposed to be my, my dad and, and our family. So that was a miracle on its own since it's very rare to find anyone that has that golden ticket to be able to have that better life. They left everything to to go to New York. That was our, you know, that was the opportunity we had. And my mom always says we came with a few hundred dollars and a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of faith. If you wrote it down on paper, it didn't make any sense for us to go. We didn't have any resources, really didn't have a place to stay permanently. We didn't have a lot of food, you know, a lot of money with us. You know, it, it uh, everything sounded like it was against us. Right when they got here, my dad started working, you know, minimum wage jobs. And we just got by. We just took it a day at a time. And I remember us having very little. And I remember my mom always tithing, always giving that 10% to the church. I remember asking my mom one day, like, mom, we don't have very much. How could you be giving some to the church? And my mom always would remind me that we're thanking God for the little we have because there's always people who have less. I, I always remember seeing my parents have complete faith in God in their lives. I knew our life was not perfect. I knew our life was harder than the people around us. It always surprised me how much my parents prayed and believed that God was with them and God had better plans for them. I always remember keeping that in mind, that my parents' faith was so strong. And I wanted to be like that. I wanted to have that faith in God. I wanted to pray as strong as they prayed and believe as strong as they believed in God and what God had in store for not only them, but our family. That was a complete miracle. That was a complete miracle of how we came here. And, uh, you know, my dad always says, 
it feels like sometimes that God's not with us and it, and it might feel like things are too hard, but God's always going to send you somebody to help you get through something. And if God wants you to be somewhere, he's going to show you a way. And their story of how we came to where we are completely showed me that, you know, a big moment in my life that I think God was trying to shape me to be who I was supposed to be happened when I was 16. I just went to the doctor for a normal checkup. The doctor took my my family out of the room and took them to a different place. I thought and I thought that was weird. And uh, a bunch of doctors walked, you know, in the in the room and were were whispering. And I knew something was kind of off. But I, you know, you, when you're 16, you think nothing's going to happen to you. You know, you think that bad things happen to other people, but they're never going to happen to you. You know. And uh, she said, "You have a tumor in your chest." the youngest people who have had breast cancer, they have died from it. And so it's, it doesn't look good. I don't know if it's cancerous or not, but uh, I've never seen this before. So I, I don't think it, it looks good. And I remember just hearing the word, you know, tumor at 16, you know, you just think of, okay, so that means cancer and, and that means I'm going to die. Like, are you saying I'm going to die? Like that's exactly what I had heard. I remember when going home that day and thinking about my life and, and just thinking, what, like, what did I do? Like, what, like, if this is the end, um, what, what, what was I here to do? Like, why did God make me? It, I think it really woke me up to what really mattered in life. I remember thinking I've just been ungrateful for the blessings that I've had. I remember thinking I haven't told my friends or family how much they mean to me. I've taken everything I feel for granted. I feel like my prayers focused on wanting more. I was always praying for more and and never being thankful for, for what I had. I remember praying and thinking there's no way this could be the end. I, I feel like I wasted 16 years of my life. I, I remember just feeling like I need another chance to fix this. What really matters in life is having those relationships and really making an impact on other people's lives and being so grateful and happy in the life that God has given you. And that was not what I was doing at all. I remember praying that first night when I found that out, please, God, give me a second chance at this and I will, I'll live it differently. The people in my life are amazing. And I've never told them that, you know, like how many, how many times do you really thank people for how generous they are and how gracious of a friend they are to you and and, um, and just the overall presence in, in your life. You know, no one does that. And when you have that moment where you think that, you know, you might not be here tomorrow, you realize the amount of times that you should have said that. Everyone says everything happens for a reason, but then at this age, I'm just thinking like, I didn't deserve this. I, I, I didn't even live my life and it's already ending. You know, there was a few surgeries I had to have in between there. And each time I had to go in, I, you know, I had that thought even more of, I just want a second chance. I'm going to live my life differently. I'm going to, I'm going to give back. I'm going to pour into other people. I'm going to tell people how much they mean to me. I'm going to make an impact. I just felt like I wasn't living my life the way I should. Um, it, it kind of woke me up to my purpose in life and that I wasn't living it, that I was just living each day like I wasn't grateful for it. I just living each day because it was a day that should be lived. You know, I wasn't living to the fullest at all. Thankfully, after two surgeries, you know, the doctor did say um, it didn't end up being cancer. I lived my life so differently after that 
I don't even know who I would have been before that experience. It definitely shaped me to who I am today. You know, everyone's worried about all these things when you're 16 of like what boyfriend you're going to have or who you're going to take to the dance. Or I was worried about if I'm going to get an A on my chemistry test. And you're so stressed out about all these things that I remember thinking, this doesn't matter. Like none of this really matters in life. Um, I guess it really showed me how much you stress out in life about the small things that, you know, if you, if you really think if the last day, like, does that one thing you're worried about really matter? I'm sure the answer would be no. So I think it, it definitely matured me to be different and it made me be okay with myself, be okay with being different. Things I do today, people always tell me like, I do things that are strange. Like I, you know, will take the time to tell someone how much they mean to me. And I'll, I'll tell someone how thankful I am that they're in my life, that I really appreciate their presence and friendship. And people always say like, not many people say that, you know, out loud. And, you know, like, I think that everyone has this feeling of, I have forever, you know, I have forever to make my life. I have forever to build relationships and that scare has showed me, you never know. You never know when when it's your time and, and to, and to uh, live every day like it's your last. Um, you know, and, and that God was with me because God definitely was with me through that whole experience. About a year later, God definitely was with me one more time. I was uh, 17 and I was working my high school job at Chick-fil-A. I was very chatty. So they put me in the uh, dining room to clean tables and kind of chat with the customers. I ran across this man who we just clicked and he was very chatty, just like me. And he introduced himself and he said, Hey, I'm, I'm pastor Joe. And, and uh, you know, I go to this church and, you know, we, you know, we, we should connect for sure. And I told him, I was like, I go to a different church. And uh, you know, and he said, Oh, I, I know your pastor. And he called my pastor on his cell phone right then and there, you know, just to show me that he, that he knew him and, you know, such a great guy. He's hilarious and so much fun. And uh, we exchanged numbers and, you know, he definitely told me we should connect and I should go to his church. And I didn't realize that the meaning of that until, you know, a few months later, I started college had this big feeling of not fitting in. Things just got really hard. I remember being in my room and just crying because I, I, I didn't think college was going to be like this. I, I didn't have that support system that I had in high school. I hadn't been going to church, so I, hadn't, I didn't have my church community because I felt like that I didn't want to go to church. I, I just thought nothing's going to fix how I feel. I remember sitting in my room and crying about just what to do, and I just, I just felt bad. And um, my phone rang. And it was Pastor Joe. And he told me, you know, hey, I'm in the area. I'm at Panera. I was just want, you know, wondering if you wanted to, to check in and, and just fill me in on how college is going. I remember thinking, like, that's so weird. Like, I'm actually, like, meeting someone right now. And he calls me. So I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be right there. And I, I'm sitting, you know, across from him in Panera. And I'm just telling him, like, things are falling apart. Like, I don't know why I just feel I can't get control of anything. And why don't I have any friends at school? And I, I just don't feel like going to church. And, and I, there's something inside me that doesn't feel right. Like, I just don't feel good. And maybe it's because I haven't gone to church in a while. And he didn't say much. He just said, how about you come to church with me tomorrow? And I remember saying like, all churches are the same. I don't know what this is going to do. And he's like, no, no, just come with me. And, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll just try it out. And I went to an Orthodox church my whole life. So, I, you know, I've never been to a non-denominational church, but I, you know, I gave it a try. I walked in that day and I 
heard the music and sang the lyrics. And I remember something inside of me was telling me, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to listen to this. You're supposed to be in this moment right now. I started to cry. And I remember being like, why am I crying? This is so weird. But it's this overwhelming feeling that like that God had put you in that spot. It's really weird to explain, but I knew that Pastor Joe came into my life to bring me uh, to this church. And the sermon was absolutely everything that was said in the sermon was to me. I mean, it was like, you know, Pastor Darren wrote the sermon for me, for everything I was going through in in my life. Um, just talking about, you know, feeling lost and and trusting God and needing that support system. And, you know, when you feel how I felt, you know, how to move forward. And uh, I just remember just like crying because like, just, I remember God telling me like, it's going to be okay. Like I'm watching over you. I'm here. Don't forget that. Nothing is too big for me. Pastor Joe not only did that for me, but he taught me how important it is to get connected in a church and serving and the importance of that. And uh, I loved kids. And so he got me into youth ministry and I've been doing that, you know, ever since then. So, you know, around eight years now, and that has given me so many more blessings than I could even imagine. And that came from me meeting this random person eating Chick-fil-A, you know, when I was 17, just coming to check in on them and, and refill his drink. Thinking back to things like that in my life have taught me that uh, even when things are falling apart, like God has sent, sends me angels and God sends me people to get me through those things. Being a part of, you know, Heartland Church had made me feel like God not only is with me, but he can work through me. And I was starting to feel that more and more. Just like I had the feeling when I was at that church, I knew it was supposed to be there. I knew that God can give me a feeling like almost like he's telling me to do something. When I was in my last year at Butler, I was a mentor for first year students. I met this one boy. um, I was just helping him get used to everything. And we had the same major and things like that. Probably a, a few months into school, I remember walking through the Starbucks at Butler and I saw him crying at, at one of the tables. And I remember I came up to him and I was like, what's going on? He, he's such a happy, you know, boy. So I, I just was like, what's going on? Are you having a bad day? And he said, um, he said, my parents never had a lot. Um, and I got a scholarship to be at this school. You know, this is my dream school. And I just found out it's being taken away and I have to leave. I'm obviously getting kicked out. I have to be out by the end of the month. And I just remember this overwhelming feeling came over me. Like I have to do something. I realized how blessed I am to have that. And his was taken away. And uh, I remember thinking if that ever happened to me, I hope to God someone would step in and help me. And uh, I had, I've never had that feeling before. I like God was telling me uh, like I, pulled you over there for you to help him. I I couldn't get it off my mind. I I remember going home and thinking of anyone I knew. I just started calling people and asking if anyone could help him or help me to help him. And uh, we started a GoFundMe page and helped him write his story out. You know, he had a very difficult story of a mom that left him and a sister that adopted him. And he had a very difficult upbringing and um, I wouldn't want to give up. I knew that God was telling me I could do something. And, um, right before the month ended, um, I got a phone call from the boy telling me that someone reached out to him and gave him a full ride to Butler so he could stay. And I remember just as soon as I hung up the phone, I just, 
I almost had goosebumps. I, I just thought, you know, we I'm like 20 years old. I don't think I can do anything by myself. And I remember thinking like, wow, like it's, and I had this feeling like God was with me saying like, I made you to do something, you know, on, on this earth. And I have made you to have this purpose and don't ever think you're not strong enough or good enough to help someone else. I think people always think like, oh, you know, God's going to send people to help me. And that's a hundred percent true. Cause that's worked in my life time and time again. But that in my life has taught me that God can't physically come on earth to help certain people, but he can work through his disciples, you know, us, his children to help other people. And that's us, you know, and it's our job to listen to that. And uh, that story has taught me that I, that boy would have dropped out of school and might not be where he is today if it wasn't for me listening to God telling me to do what I did to impact his life and to help him, even though it seems like the impossible, I don't know where I'm going to whip up a million dollars, but when God puts it in my head, when God puts it on my heart, I know he can help me help somebody else and bless somebody else. And that comes back around and someone else blesses me. Um, Moving on into, into my life, I was graduating. I wanted to graduate from Butler and, and um, going to medical school, I loved the sciences. I obviously wanted to help people. And, um, you know, I worked so hard in college. I double majored. I double majored and added a minor. And when I'm graduating, every door possible shut in my face. I didn't get into any schools. I had nowhere to go. I didn't have a plan B. And I was graduating thinking, what's happening, God? Like I did everything I could. I've been listening to you. I've been praying and I have no future. I remember going through obviously the stage of depression after I'm graduating, just thinking I've worked so hard and I have nothing to show for it. Every door has shut in my face. And I remember telling my parents, like you said, if I worked hard, God would see it. You said God would help me. And look, nothing. I didn't get in. You know, my sisters had thankfully gone into, you know, the schools they wanted to go to. So I was definitely the odd one out. Nobody could relate. And I remember just thinking, come on, God, like I've done everything right. And, you know, it's not fair. You know, everyone else has, you know, tried and they did well. There's nothing else I could have done. My grades are perfect. It didn't make any sense. Like, well, like why, again, I kind of pulled the why me, why, why did you pick me to not, you know, have the successful future I had built for myself? So I did the only thing that I I knew how to do. So I tutored when I was at Butler. So I applied to a private tutoring company and I was just like, okay, I'll do this in my gap year. And that's all I know how to do. So let's just, you know, start with that. I was tutoring kids one day and a parent came up to me and told me, you know what? You remind me of our pediatric dentist. And I'm okay, that's nice. She's like, you really need to go see her. I'm like, okay, you know, that's really weird. You know, next day goes on. And then the next parent, you know, completely different, not related says, you know what? You remind me of our pediatric dentist. You should go see her. You are going to be a pediatric dentist. And I'm like, okay, that's so weird. The other day someone said that, but okay. And I remember just thinking, what is going on here? That is so weird that two random people, probably the following week after, husband and wife, not related to the first two, 
same thing. You're going to be pediatric dentist. I can see it in you. This is what you this is your future. And, I, and after that third person, I was like, there has got to be God in this situation. There's no way three different people are telling me what my future is. So that third you know, parent, I was like, okay, you know what? Just give me her name. I, I don't even just, I don't even know anything about dentistry. Just give me, give me this person's name. And I, sure. I'll call her in the morning. Said this, this can't be a coincidence. I know God's in everything, especially if the third person tells me I should be doing something different in my life. I'm going to listen. So I called, you know, this lady's office and I, I just said, can I shadow you? I heard that this is a good career for me. And uh, I walked into that office and it was just, I had that same feeling like when I walked into Heartland Church the first time, just that I was supposed to be here. Like I was supposed to have this experience and everything about that office just clicked for me. Like I could see myself here. I could see myself in this career. I never liked dentistry. I never even thought about it for myself. Um, I knew I liked kids. I knew I liked science. I had never even thought about, I didn't even know pediatric dentistry was even a career. And, uh, the lady hired me, hired me that day. Uh, so I stopped tutoring and worked for her and applied to dental school the next day, got accepted a few months later and uh, started five months after that. And looking back at that experience, I just laugh at, at how devastated I was that, you know, the first door of, you know, med school, looking back, I was not right for med school at all. And this is my chosen career. And uh, looking back, I was absolutely devastated when, you know, the the door to, to medical school had shut since that was what I wanted to do for the longest time. And it, uh, it was God pulling me to what was actually meant for me. And I know everyone always says God's plan is better than yours. And that experience has definitely taught me that. It was God all along telling me like, this isn't right for you. And again, I'm going to bring you people that are going to help you find out what is right for you. And uh, that ended up being dentistry. If you look back at where we started in New York in a one bedroom apartment, with no money and little food and, and nothing. And now me and my sisters got scholarships to the best private school and are all in grad schools. My sister just is about to finish residency of medical school. My middle sister just finished dental school and I'm about to finish dental school. And we did that through God a hundred percent. Like if, if someone would have told my mom says, if someone would have told me that would happen to us, I would say you're crazy. Like we have nothing. We're coming to this country knowing nobody. And they just had a lot of faith and we had a lot of prayer. It's easy to look at our family or other families and just think that everything was given to them. And, and that, but it, it was not, we had a very difficult life to be where we are. And no explanation except that God is with us every step of the way. And uh, I'm so thankful for all the hard times in my life because it has shaped me to be who I am. It has shown me that nothing is too hard for God. Nothing, nothing is too difficult for him to, to help me through. And he does not give me anything that I can't handle. So it's made me a much stronger person. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, that's awesome, Monica. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, it was just so much, so much good stuff. I, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin, but <laughs> let's see, where do I want to start? It's crazy how like, like you were upset at God closing all these doors. I mean, and rightfully, so, I don't want to say rightfully so, but relatably so, if that's a word. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most people in that situation would have been upset 
but it's like he was closing all of those doors because they were the wrong doors and we would have just we we in our eagerness we would just jump at the first open door oh yes okay I'm going in this one and it's not even the right door so unless God closes it like we're just going to be going down all these wrong paths so it's crazy that even when we get upset I don't want to say God doesn't care, but he'll close the doors, even though he knows we're going to get upset just so that he can open the right one at the right time. So I just love, I love that so much. Cause I'm sitting here thinking about closed doors and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, let me listen to Monica. Let me have, let me have some faith and trust that God is like the door, the door that I need to go down will come at the right time. So yeah. 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 And my dad, my dad always says that, like, I just had my 27th birthday and you know, people are around their late twenties. They're always like, they're all getting married and having kids and you know, you can't help but be like, okay, when's my, you know, <laughs> charming going to come along. And my dad always says, think about your life. You don't want the wrong door to open. You don't want the wrong boy to come in your life. It's better to have waited like I did in my, you know, my story than to have that wrong person. And uh, that has given me so much peace in my life and in waiting at not only my career and my personal life, because I don't, I don't want the wrong person. I would not looking, looking back, I didn't want to go to medical. So I don't think it is right for me. And I think so many people get so impatient with God, like, no, this is the time I wanted my career that I was supposed to get in last year. I was supposed to do this. This was the plan I had in my mind since the past four years. And uh, looking back, I would have completely ruined my life because you're right. I would have just been in, in a career that I didn't want. And I don't ever want to be in a relationship that I, that I realize later I, I don't want, yeah. um, you know, God has the right person, the right piece, the right time for you to, to get that right career, to meet that right person. And, you know, whenever I get impatient about something, I think about my life and I think if that door is closing, if God is closing that door, I am not going to force it open. I am going to let him close it because he has a better door uh, waiting for me. So, yeah. To wrap up, if there was one thing, one main thing that you would want the listener to get from hearing your full story, what would it be? I think that a big part of my story has taught me that God's plan is always better than mine. And that is so difficult for me to say, because I think that in life, we're always taught to have a plan. You know, what do you want? And I think that everyone has that thought like, okay, by 30, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have kids at this age. And, and my career should be blossoming at this age. And and it's so easy to be upset with God when that timeline is not matching up with yours, you know, like it did at at one point for myself. I hate my plan looking back at it. I'm so (laughs) glad it didn't work out. I'm so glad it didn't work out. And Pastor Joe always reminds me it's because God has an eternal perspective and we do not, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going to end up at the end of my life, but he does. He, he knows what's right for me. He knows when I'm going to meet the right person. He knows when I'm going to have the right career. He knows when I'm going to have the right person come in my life to tell me something that's going to get me to where I need to be. And, and I don't, and I, and I have to trust his timing and not only trust his timing, I need to listen to him because it, you know, I think that God, I think we always think like, God's going to bring me something. God's going to bless me. And he is, but I think that you also get a blessing when you listen to him and help others and, and have him work through you to help others. I think that that was something that I never really focused on growing up. 
you know, I just, you pray for people and I just never thought I was powerful enough to make an impact in someone's life. And I think that's what God hopes we comprehend that, you know, he is with, he can work through us and he loves us enough to, uh, to bring us the right people to get us to where we need to be to, to glorify him. And I think that he wants us to listen to him and, and help those um, in need as well. I hope everyone can look back at their life and think there was one thing that they wanted to work out a certain way and it didn't work out. But in the end, whatever did end up working out instead was actually much better. And it actually was what they needed. Life is a journey. It's not just the end destination. And that journey may not be a straight arrow. It might squiggle a little bit. It might take a few turns. And, and I don't think you should ever see that as a bad thing. I think you should enjoy the journey and know that God is putting you through that journey for a reason and, and to pay attention and to be thankful, but live your life through an eternal perspective, I guess. You know, I was so blessed to have that experience when I was 16 and has taught me to be so thankful and so blessed. God has taught me time and time again that um, he, has, he will bring me through anything and uh, and just to be grateful and to live every day like it's your last and to move forward through him and whatever plan he has for you to, to take it and uh, be, be grateful for. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. If you'd like to share your testimony on an upcoming episode, visit www.martinanicole.com slash podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It'll help get these testimonies to more ears. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next Wednesday. So here's a sneak peek for you. I remember going upstairs and my mom, like, just asking me, like, what is this? And my mom just asked me the question, like, is Jesus your prophet? And I was like, no. Like, he's not my prophet, he's my savior. And she was like, get out of my house.